Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I am excited to be here. So I went out recently. It's funny. There's been like this major overarching theme in my life, either with myself or just people that I follow on Instagram or online or just in real life, whatever. There's this common cloud of women seeking relationships, like friendships, connection, communities, to feel supported, to feel like they have someone to hang out with on a Friday and just go, you know, shopping or grab a bite to eat or see a movie or whatever. Like it's been, it's just, it's coming up everywhere in my life. And um, I recently joined this group in Indiana, which it just like, it popped up out of nowhere. It was like, I was on Instagram, I think, and I saw it and I was like, oh, I guess I'll follow that. And then I saw it on Facebook and then it was, it was just like everywhere. And it's called BFF Indie. And it's this group, obviously tailored towards women. Um, it's yeah, that's whatever. Um, and it's all about, it's kind of like meetup, but it's, rebranded as BFF Indie. And the whole point is to help you meet other local women and they have it that, you know, different chats segmented for your age, if you have kids, where you live, all all of those things. And so I joined this group and I actually, so I sent out, this gal posted a post in the Facebook group and she looked normal. So I was like, oh, I'll hang out with her. And so we met up and went for a walk. Went for a walk and talk, grabbed some coffee, walked along the Monon Trail for a little bit. And it was so interesting because the similarities between trying to find a female friend is almost identical to dating, where you're like, I don't know, do they like me? Do they not? They look cool. Ugh, I don't know. Do you see their profile picture? I just don't think we're going to vibe. And, you know, when I went for this walk with this gal, we were just kind of talking about our experience in the group so far. And she's like, everyone just wants to DM. Like, nobody wants to actually get together. They just want a message forever. It's like, what? what's the point of this? And I haven't been on dating sites in a minute, obviously. But, I mean, I totally remember that, where it was just like, are we going to just DM for like the next six months? Or are we going to like get together and, and meet up? And I am very much an action taker. And so I just threw it out there immediately when I saw her post. And I was like, how about Friday at noon? Like, let's put it on the calendar. I don't want to fart around with all this back and forth, like yes or no. And so we got together and, and I was, you know, it was just interesting to hear how similar it was to dating, but also, you know, chatting with her, she's like, I, you know, I just want to get past the surface stuff and really have a friend. Like, I really just want someone that I can talk to and, and hang out with and call and, you know, get together last minute and go grab a bite to eat. And again, it's just like, oh man, we want that connection with other people. We want that support. We want to feel seen. 
But so few of us are willing to go that extra step and either actually meet up, join the group, leave our house, try the new hobby, try the new event, do something different. And then when we meet one time, it's like having sex on the first date, right? It's like, oh, I mean, sometimes, I mean, that happens, right? But like, for the most part, it's a process. You're developing a relationship and getting, you know, the getting to know each other isn't always super fun. But when we think about our ultimate goal, that's required to get us there. I always think about these things kind of, I've never run a hundred mile race. I have zero desire to. I also have a torn meniscus right now and I cannot even walk to the end of the block. So it's like nowhere in my future at all. But I think about running a hundred mile run. A lot of my friends do. <laughs> there, I mean, a lot of people I know online that I sometimes see in person occasionally do. And everyone hits a wall. You hit a spot in that run when you're like, this sucks, I want off. No, thank you. It is hard. It is demanding. And you have to go through parts. You have to go through stretches that are awful. Because you want to get to the end. You want that ultimate goal. You want the medal. You want to cross the line. You want the personal satisfaction of being able to say, I did that. And this is the same in regards to everything that we do. I tell all of my private clients this. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And it's really challenging to see this right out the gate because when I first start working with someone, they're like, I just want to stop binging. I just want to stop caring what other people think. Like, I'm just, just solve this for me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We will. Like, that's as good as done. And you're going to be shocked to see how this shows up in your relationships, how you talk to yourself, how you spend your money, the risks that you take, because it's all very connected. And so if you're never pushing through that challenging spot. I mean, this is this is to to really change your relationship with food. And I'm not supposed to say this, right, in my marketing. I'm not supposed to say it's going to be hard. There's going to be times where this, that, and the other. I'm not. That's not what people want to buy. They want to buy, like, the smooth sailing. It's a freaking vacation. That That's what people want. But that's not my jam, right? I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to let you decide. I'm going to equip you with the information you need so you can make an educated decision. Because I think you're an adult and I think you can handle that. And I think it's a lot better. I think it sets us up for success when we're like, part of this is going to be terrible. And then it's going to get freaking awesome. You in? Right? It's like going up a roller coaster. You're like, I'm, I might die on this. And then it's just, you're cut loose and the adrenaline and the fun. You're like, that was so fun. Or maybe like waiting in line for the roller coaster. <laughs> like That's so terrible. It's awful. But then you get on that stupid 45 second ride. You're like, oh my God, let's wait again for four hours because that was so fun. But, but everything cool, everything fun requires us to go through a part of like, not so fun. Don't really love this. Right? I went to the event that, so this BFF indie group that I went on that walk with that gal, they had a, they had a group, uh, that I went to and it was making friendship bracelets and it was at a bar and it was like 15 minutes from the house. 
and it was on Saturday and I was, I bought my ticket. I RSVP'd. I was like, I'm in, I'm going to go. I'm doing this. I'm going to meet some people. This is going to be great. I'm not really into friendship bracelets, but like, whatever, I'll do anything. Cool. Try it. doesn't matter. Let's go. And two hours before, I'm like thinking about a nap. I haven't showered. It's a snowy day. It's icy out. The, the light in the house is nice. I've got cozy clothes on. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Do I really need to go to the, I mean, I don't even really like friendship bracelets. I'm probably not going to like any of these broads. Like they seem, they could probably be lame. I'm just going to waste my day. I'm going to spend all that time getting ready, getting gas. Like, gosh. I, I deserve to just relax. I deserve a Saturday where I just don't, I can just relax. You know, I've been so tired lately. I should just stay home. The negotiation, the part we all hit, we all hit the negotiation phase. And I was watching myself do it. I was laying down for a nap <laughs> and I was like, what if I say, because David knew I wanted to go. I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep napping. I'm going to say I forgot what time it was. I'm going to pretend I didn't have an alarm set. So then when David was like, weren't you going to go to that thing? I'll be like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I can't believe it. (laughs) That's like, I was the whole scenario. I had drawn it all out. I had all the excuses. I was going to get in the Facebook group like, oh my gosh, I was totally meant to come, but I forgot. It was all planned. And then I called myself on my own shit. And I was like, Renee, go take a shower, put some clothes on, put some makeup on, and go to this event. You do not have to stay for more than an hour. You need to go. Because if you do not go, it's going to be 3 o'clock, and you're going to be in the same outfit. You're going to still not have showered, and you're going to feel like blah. And you're going to be thinking, man probably should have gone to that thing. Probably should have left the house. I probably would have met someone cool. So I did. I got in the shower. I ended up going and it was fine. It was fine. No sparks were flying, right? I wasn't making out with any girls like, oh my God, you are my instant BFF. Like that, that didn't happen. But like I did something different. I had different conversation to bring home. I had an experience that I would not have otherwise had. And it was funny, while I was talking to some of the gals there, they said the exact same thing. They're like, you know, I was like, do I go? I don't think I want to go. Maybe I'll just stay home. Like I thought about not coming. And I was like, we're all the same. We're all the same. When it gets hard, when we get uncomfortable, when it gets awkward, we're like, meh, maybe I won't. Meh, maybe I'll just stay at home. And that's fine if you're okay with the results it's giving you, right? Now, now sometimes this is a nuanced conversation, right? Sometimes we just bail and we're like, ah, I'm so glad I stayed home. Like that, I do that all the time too. But just make sure you're balancing it out with the other end of the spectrum. It's just like body image stuff, right? Like I, sometimes I think there's this false idea that we're going to love our body 100%. And like, I try to be super transparent with that, that that's like not how it works. (laughs) You don't just love your body forever and ever and ever and never have a negative body image thought. Like 
you're a woman that's alive. Like, come on, give me a break. But if you're tearing yourself apart, you better make damn sure that you're spending at least as much time figuring out all the great things about it too. You better spend some time like acknowledging it, listening to it, putting it in nice clothes, prepping it, pampering it, doing all of that great stuff because like the negative stuff is going to come. The tearing yourself apart is going to happen. That's fine. Make sure you're balancing it out. You know, on on the topic of going to that event, I thought as I, I was parking my car and I uh, was just sitting there about to go in and I kind of had a flashback of events that I used to go to, like AA meetings or any kind of meetup, any kind of social group or even a date when I was dating. And I would eat so much food in my car before getting out because I felt like that was like the prep work, right? Where like some people put their makeup on, some people heat their car up. I eat until I like can't feel or breathe and I'm so uncomfortable because that used to be what comforted me. Instead of feeling the discomfort that I've been talking about, instead of letting it exist, instead of working through it, I found so much comfort, even though it was very short-lived in eating. It was like I needed that extra, it was almost like a boost to get me through the anxiety. I also used to do this just like midday hump. Like I wouldn't, you know, the three o'clock thing, I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm going to go eat seven Snickers now because I don't want to do anything. Instead of going outside, taking a walk, pushing through, just getting the work done, I'm like, I guess I'll just, you know, go to McDonald's and have 17 cheeseburgers and four milkshakes. That's that's what's going to really like help me get energy. <laughs> right? We're just trading one bad for like feeling terrible, feeling even worse. But that back then was the best that I could do. And then I would go into the meeting, I would go into the event, and I would be so distracted by my stomach, like hitting my belt or coming over my pants or just feeling sick, that I couldn't engage. I couldn't hear what someone was saying. I didn't care either. I was like, what's to eat? Do I need to throw up? Why are they so skinny? Like that's all that went on through my brain. I wasn't present. I wasn't grounded. I wasn't engaged. But that was the, the loop. I did not know how to feel uncomfortable. And this is the skill that will change your life, which is I'm uncomfortable and it's okay. I'm uncomfortable and I don't have to get away from this because the coolest things, the hardest things, the most breathtaking things, the most proud you will be will require you to move through the suck. You're in a relationship for long term. Guess what? You're going to hit it. You're in a job. You're in a this. You're in a that. You're a dog parent. You're a human parent. You're whatever. There are going to be days, months, weeks, whatever, where we're like, I don't, I don't think I like this. And it's okay. It doesn't mean you have to eat a ton of food. It doesn't mean you have to drink. Like that's also the thing. Like I used to have to drink because it quote unquote made me more fun. The social lubricant. I get it. I'm not against drinking. I don't care. Do whatever you want. But really, why do you need that? Do you need it? Is it really serving you? If it is, if there's no issues, carry on. For me, the eating and the drinking got to the point where it was impacting my personal relationships. I was unable to manage both. 
I was like, I either got to do this one or that one. And I chose food and booze for a real long time. And then I was like, you know what? This isn't satisfying me in the way that it used to. And that was when I started to make that shift of, whew, this is uncomfortable and that's okay. I don't have to change. So if you are also going through your own friendship stuff or just a hard point in life, like I hope this podcast helps you, but also remember just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you can't continue. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.